You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in on a Friday right here on the podcast. Hope you all are doing great wherever you might be. A lot to get to ahead on this edition of Locked On Cougars. Talking about Zach Wilson, it's officially official that he is the newest quarterback for the New York Jets. We react to his selection going to the Big Apple. What do we expect now that he's officially a member of the New York Jets? We'll examine that. We'll also talk about the NFL draft tonight. What to expect? Brady Christensen, could he go tonight? Could we see a guy like Dax Milne make a jump up into the second day of the draft? We'll examine that. We'll also get to our 100 seasons of BYU football, talking about 1931 for the Cougars. And of course, we will catch you up on everything you need to know ahead of a busy weekend in BYU sports. It's all brought to you today in part by our good friends over at the Locked On Today podcast. Get all the sports news you need to know in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so let's have some fun on a Friday. This is the Locked On Cougars podcast for April 30th, 2021. What's up, everybody? I'm Jake Hatch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. Thanks again for taking some time to join us on your daily podcast focused on all things BYU. Hope you guys are all doing great out there. And a reminder for you guys, listening to this podcast every day, it is our endeavor to make you the smartest BYU fans in the room. So make sure you hit that follow button if you haven't done so already. Make sure you join us every day. But in addition to that, make sure to use your voice and your smart device to make listening to this podcast that much easier. Tell your smart device, no matter what it might be, a smartphone, your smart speaker, tell it play podcast locked on Cougars and and magically, we'll be right there for you guys, keeping you up to speed on everything you need to know about the Cougars every single day. Getting going here on a Friday. And first off, congratulations to Zach Wilson, the newest quarterback, the newest member, I guess I should say, or one of the newest members of the New York Jets. He is QB1 off the bat. Obviously, they cleared the deck for him with the trade to move Sam Darnold to the Carolina Panthers. And Zach is officially a Jet. Z-A-C-H. Zach, Zach, Zach. Yeah, I had to have some fun with that. Just shout out to my guys over on the Give Him Hell Brigham podcast, Jeff Hansen and Garrett McClintock. If you don't listen to that podcast in addition to this one, what are you doing with your life? Anyways, that's just my thought on this, but we're looking forward to seeing how things go for Zach in New York. So first things first, let's let you hear the moment that Zach was picked by the New York Jets and his initial reaction there at the draft. This comes courtesy of ESPN and ABC as well as the NFL Network. I believe this was the, what was it? The It was the ESPN feed, excuse me. So ESPN feed here with Mike Greenberg, Mel Kuyper, and that group on the draft last night. So here you go. Zach Wilson's selection as well as his initial thoughts Thoughts on being selected as a New York Jet. With the second pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, the New York Jets select Zach Wilson, quarterback, BYU. <laughs> And 
So Broadway has a new star. 56 years after drafting Joe Namath, the Jets and their fans hope they have finally found the man to take them back to the top. And he is so excited. He began his walk from the green room before his name was called. He's already made his way to the stage. Zach Wilson being introduced to the fans and the Jet fans get their first chance to see their new star. By the way, he's the first BYU quarterback to go in round one since Jim McMahon in 1982. If you're wondering about Steve Young, he went round one of the supplemental draft in 84. And there it is, the first hug of this night. There will be more. Again, safety has been taken into account. The commissioner has been vaccinated. Everyone in the green room has been tested. So we will see the players hugging Roger Goodell tonight, which is something that I know a lot of them missed. And so, Lewis, again, the lights will be bright on Broadway for a young man from Draper, Utah. That will have to be managed. No question about it. Look, now the clock really starts ticking. Okay, now you're off the draft clock. Now is where you really, as an organization, put your stamp on young men like Zach Wilson as far as determining whether or not they're going to be success or failure. Look, I know scouts want to believe that they can see things that the rest of the world can't see in terms of trying to determine who's better than the next guy. As good as you are as a scout, coaches and the player support program, the player development program, are really the ones who make or break these individuals in combination with what they are made up of inside. So, Mel, look, you hit it on the head. Joe Douglas, you're on the clock. Robert Sala, you're on the clock. Mike LaFleur, you're on the clock. And Zach Wilson, so are you, because they are going to surround him with a lot of help. They will get some offensive linemen and protect him. They have some nice pieces on the perimeter already, and they're going to add some more. This kid is a phenomenal talent, and he's got a support structure that your guy Sam Darnold, you're right, never had. And you got to love him for this reason, guys, because you had the second pick. You keep Sam Darnold, you got the second pick. You got Kyle Pitts. You got Jamar Chase. You got Devontae Smith. You got a big-time weapon for your quarterback. Now you don't have that, but you got Zach Wilson. Mel Snickers takes us down now to Susie, who's standing by with Zach Wilson. Susie? Well, the marriage between Zach Wilson and the Jets seemed like a done deal since your pro day in late March. Zach, when did you know for sure that you were a New York Jet? You know what? I, I, I wouldn't believe it till the day it happened, uh, but this is exactly what I was hoping for. Uh, I'm so excited for the opportunity, uh, and I know we're going to have something special, and so I, I can't wait to get to work. It's been so long since we saw a player here take that walk and then greet the commissioner. Can you describe what that's like for you? You know what? The whole situation is still so surreal for me. Uh, I'm soaking in every moment. I'm looking around, and, and, and this, is, this is a blast. This is a dream come true for me. Zach, New York, it's a big stage. What is it about your personality, your mentality, that you know you're the right fit? Yeah, I know uh, uh, these guys need a good quarterback, a good leader, and I think I got those qualities, and I can't wait to go in there. I love the coaching staff. I love everything they have to offer, and I can't wait to get to New York City. Zach, congratulations. Thank you so much. There you have it. Lewis Riddick, Mike Greenberg, Mel Kuyper, Susie Colbert, and then obviously Zach Wilson talking about his selection as the number two overall pick in last night's first round of the NFL draft. Man, Really, really cool to see that go down and looking forward to seeing what Zach does with the New York Jets. Obviously, they are rebuilding that franchise from the ground up. I did like how the Jets made a move last night. They had a pick in the 20s. They moved it to number 14 to select USC guard slash tackle Elijah Vera Tucker. They're going to shore up that offensive line to protect Zach, and I really respect that. I think it's actually a very, very savvy move by Joe Douglas, their GM, and looking forward to the future with the Jets. 
Obviously, they still have a bevy of picks. They'll be making selections tonight. We'll talk more about this as the weekend progresses. As I mentioned to you guys earlier this week, if Brady Christensen and or Dax Milne go tonight, I think Brady will go tonight. If he doesn't, I'll be stunned. There's an outside chance that Dax could sneak into the back end of the third round. We're going to do a podcast tomorrow. We'll do a special edition to react to their selections wherever they're picked and also probably talk more about what the Jets are doing to help Zach Wilson out as they make him their QB1. So just get ready for that. But I am looking forward to seeing Zach as a member of the J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. I know it's a tortured fan base. You heard Mike Greenberg refer to 56 years ago was when Joe Namath was picked. They've they've picked other quarterbacks in the first round. Uh, Chad Pennington comes to mind out of Marshall. Uh, There's been a number of them over the years, but none of them have panned out. Sam Darnold most recently, the number three overall pick, and they traded him away to take Zach. You know what? Best of luck to Zach Wilson. We'll be rooting him on here on the podcast and hoping that everything works out like he hopes it does. And I, I, I for one, I'm bullish on Zach's chances in New York if he is surrounded by the right talent. That's the biggest thing. you got to have the right talent around you. And I think Joe Douglas, well, based on that initial move to get Elijah Vera Tucker, I think he's been very smart about rebuilding the Jets from the ground up and looking forward to seeing how Zach handles things there in the Big Apple. So, I'm excited, folks. I hope you are excited. I hope you had a great time watching Zach get selected last night. We'll have more comments from him throughout the weekend on Monday's podcast as well. And we'll also do a full recap of how the draft went on Monday as well for those of you who don't join us for the special editions over the weekend. So plenty to react to, and we'll continue to do that all weekend long with the NFL draft continuing to play out. A very big recruiting, uh, not recruiting class, draft class for BYU, hoping to hear their names called all throughout the weekend, and we'll continue to keep you guys apprised of everything that's going on. All right, coming up here in just a minute, we'll stick with the BYU football theme as we continue on with our 100 seasons of BYU football. Looking back at 1931 for the Cougars, how did they do? What's the most notable thing you need to know about 1931? We'll get to all of that in mere moments. Today's show is brought to you in part by our good friends over at betonline.ag. Folks, absolutely love this company. It's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Baseball is in full swing. You can track all of that action at BetOnline. This week, obviously, with the draft ongoing, the Kentucky Derby tomorrow, there is plenty to bet on, even with NBA still going, NHL, NFL futures, if you're very high on whichever team in the NFL you support in their draft picks last night, you can bet on all of it at BetOnline. Before the next pitch, head over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all of the great sporting news. Sign up for their bonuses and contest information. And that bonus is a 50% welcome bonus when you use the promo code LOCKEDON when you make your first deposit at BetOnline.ag, folks. Take advantage of it. Free money, courtesy of our friends at BetOnline, as they are your online sportsbook experts. Folks, before we get to our 100 seasons of BYU football countdown, I want to remind you guys, if you guys would like to be part of the Locked On Cougars podcast, we'd be more than happy to have you on as a sponsor. If you have a company, a product, a brand, whatever it might be that you'd like to sponsor with us, we'd love to have you on board with us. So feel free to reach out if you have questions about it. We have competitive rates. We reach hundreds, if not thousands, of BYU fans, both here in Utah and nationally every single day. So if you'd like to be on board with us, send us an email, Locked On 
byu at gmail.com. Love to get you in touch with our people and be able to get you guys on the way to having advertising success in the podcast sphere. We have a sales team who knows exactly what they're doing and would love to have you guys be a part of the Locked On Cougars podcast. If you're interested, once again, shoot us an email, lockedonbyu at gmail.com. Now is a great time to latch on ahead of the football season. We'll be going all summer long getting fans ready for it. So now is a great time to jump on board if you are interested. All right, let's talk about 1931 as our 100 seasons of BYU football continues. We have counted them down and we have now entered the 1930s. We talked yesterday about a very interesting season where BYU played a record 11 games to that point, had four ties, which is also a record for in program history. Well, the only notable thing that I wanted to point out about the schedule for BYU in 1931 was that the Cougars alternated wins and losses the entire season. There were no win streaks of more than one game or a losing streak of more than one game during 1931. Let me explain. So BYU opened the season on September 18th in Ogden Stadium in Ogden, Utah, playing a collection of Utah, uh, Utah State, and BYU former players. Pretty much an all-star crew of former players. BYU faced off against them and won that game 7-3. The next week, the Cougars went to Sill Stadium in San Francisco to face off against the San Francisco now Dons. According to the article I read, though, they were known as the Fogmen back there, back then. So that's kind of a cool nickname, the San Francisco Fogmen, the USF Fogmen. And USF pulled away in the second half and shut out BYU 25 to nothing. The next week, BYU played at Nevada in McKay Stadium in Reno, won that game 18-14. Then they got clobbered, being Shut out by Utah in Ute Stadium, 43 to nothing. Followed that up with a week later with a 31 to nothing win over Western State. Then uh, went to Colorado Teachers, now in Northern Colorado, lost six nothing there. Came home, beat Utah State for the third straight year. By the way, so BYU after getting trounced early on by Utah State has now won three straight games over the Aggies, six to nothing. And funny enough, many of you might remember this: Dick Romney was the legendary Hall of Fame coach for Utah State. Well, his younger brother Giot. Romney is the head coach for BYU and in his three years at the helm excuse me the fourth year at the helm of BYU Romney's now won three straight over his older brother up there in Logan and then the Cougars finish out the year losing to Wyoming in Provo 13-7 so alternating wins and losses all the way around BYU goes 4-4 four and four to finish 500 once again 2-3 and three in the Rocky Mountain Conference the Cougars as a program finish 7th in the conference behind Utah, Utah State, Colorado State, Colorado, Wyoming, and Colorado College. So a tough season. Not exactly what you expected after a 5-2-4 and four record the season before, but BYU had a decent showing this season. And an interesting tidbit about what happened in 1931 is that BYU, according to the sports reference website that I like to refer back to all the time, their 4-4 and four record put them 66th out of 110 teams in college football. But more importantly, BYU is back down near the bottom in terms of the overall rankings. They call it the simple rating system that sports reference uses. It's just it's a very straightforward rating system to rate the best teams and the worst teams in the sport. Well, BYU, despite going 4-4, four had an SRS this season of minus 9.04, which tabbed them as 94th out of 110 teams in college football. So coach Romney to this point in his tenure has not had a losing, losing record, excuse me. And it looks like better days are still coming for BYU. And we're going to talk about this in the coming days, but George Ottinger Romney 
had things figured out. He has not had a losing season in his four seasons at BYU's helm as their head coach to this point. He's gotten 500 twice, but he's been a winning season the other two seasons, and it appears that he's got BYU on an upward trajectory. We'll talk about the rest of his run, obviously, throughout next week and how things went, including his what we'll call his masterpiece when he went 8-1 and one, one season, one of the greatest seasons BYU had seen at that point, and one of the best seasons BYU saw for many, many decades to come until Lavelle Edwards took over in the 1970s. But man, what could have been, it feels like, for Coach Romney had he stayed at BYU longer term? He did have a pretty lengthy run, all things considered, and went on to do great things, which we'll talk about towards the end of his run here. But man, it just seems like Coach Romney had things figured out. He had things going. The one thing he could not do was beat Utah during this run, but other coaches tried and failed at that as well for the tune of 20-plus years before BYU ultimately won a rivalry game. And I know that BYU doesn't want to count those wins over wins over Utah's Brigham Young Academy. I would absolutely buy in and take those. So we're going to find out more about BYU in coming days and weeks, but always fun to look back at these seasons no matter how dry they might be like today 1931 i'm not gonna lie all the digging i could pull up there wasn't much much information on the season plain and simple like they had a, a article i read from the ogden Stam- standard examiner about byu's loss to uh, San Francisco out there in the Bay. And it, the only thing I really took away from it was that BYU t- went into the halftime break 0-0. Then the Fogmen of USF, still a great nickname, by the way. Fogmen is fantastic. Came out and absolutely trounced their way to a 25-0 shutout. Just very impressive to hear about that and to read about that. But other than that, there were not a lot of details available about this season. And if you guys have information on the 1931 season or any of these seasons upcoming, or in the past, as we talked about yesterday, we learned a lot about the Thorn Brothers, uh, team captains for BYU in the late 1920s. But if you guys have information that you guys have available to you, send it over. I'd be happy to give you guys credit and have you guys be a part of this. It's a venture that is not necessarily going to be just my work. If you guys have work or pieces of information that can help us, Love to have you guys be on board with us and have a lot of fun along the way. And we're going to continue this countdown all the way through the summer to get you guys caught up on everything you need to know about BYU football. Hopefully you guys learn something from this as well. Hopefully you guys take away tidbits here and there about the Cougars from way back when. Many of you probably haven't really necessarily dug into this as much, and I hope you guys are enjoying it. So if you guys have questions, concerns, comments, whatever it might be, or you have resources that you think could help me out with this project, please send them over. Reach out to us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. We're at Locked On Cougars. My personal Twitter feed, if you'd like to reach out there, is Jacob C. Hatch. And as always, if you'd like to email us, you can email the show, LockedOnBYU at gmail.com is the email address. All right, coming up here in just a moment, we'll catch you guys up on everything else you need to know as a BYU fan here on a Friday. Looking ahead to another busy weekend in BYU sports. We'll get to all of that in just a moment. Today's show is brought to you by our good friends over at Built Bar Folk. It is the best tasting protein bar ever, and I mean that sincerely. I have enjoyed hundreds, if not thousands of 
protein bars in my life and enjoyed is a very loose term. I have tried them. It's probably the easiest way to say it, but I can tell you this much without hesitation. Built Bars are the best tasting ones that I've ever had in my entire life. They have 18 unique flavors. They have a brand new one just coming out every single week, it seems like. So if you guys want to give them a shot, take advantage of now. Give them a shot. Order the variety pack. It comes with all of the 18 original flavors. Some of my favorites in that include caramel brownie, raspberry, orange, peanut butter brownie. Even the banana bread flavor is absolutely phenomenal. Built Bar does it right. They're the best tasting protein bars, but they are also incredibly healthy for you guys. They're perfect for the health conscious guy or gal. No matter what you're looking to do, lose or maintain your weight, you can still indulge in a delicious treat and get your sweet tooth, your sweet craving taken care of. Check them out, guys. They're covering 100% chocolate, soft and easy to chew, and right now you can still save 15% by using the promo code LOCKED15 at BuiltBar.com and enjoy the best tasting protein bars anywhere. So give it a shot, folks. That's promo code LOCKED15 at BuiltBar.com and enjoy the best tasting protein bars with Built Bar. All right, folks, before we go here on a Friday, let's get you caught up on everything you need to know about BYU. And funny enough, I mentioned just barely, just mere moments ago, talking about if you guys have resources that can help me out with what I'm doing here with this 100 seasons of BYU football countdown. Well, I appreciate every single one of them. And to pull back the curtain a little bit, many of you might know this, some of you may not. I actually record this podcast most of the time the night before, and it publishes at midnight mountain time, so 2 a.m. on the East Coast, 11 p.m. on the west coast but it publishes usually overnight so you guys can have it available to you first thing in the morning so as i was recording this podcast literally just moments ago i just finished the previous segment and i get a dm on twitter and let me read this to you guys this is what i love about you guys our listeners on this podcast it literally it it made my day this coming in from our good friend nick olson in helena montana said hey jake love the locked on cougars podcast podcast. I just listened to today's episode for work between Great Falls and Helena. Mount St. Charles College was the former name of what is now Carroll College in Helena, Montana. Love the show. Signed at Nick Olson of Helena, Montana. Nick, you deserve a massive shout out. You just reiterated the point of what I was just trying to make. You sent that in. And I'm sincere in saying this, guys. I finished that segment. I saw a DM pop up on my Twitter feed. I've been tracking the NFL draft. And I look at the DM. I assumed it was something. It's right here from Nick Olson. So, Nick, hats off to you. And the Mount St. Charles College he's talking about is if you go back uh, to uh, the Cougars in 1930, we talked about how they had played a school at Mount St. Charles in Butte, Montana in tight 13. 13 to 13. Well, that is what is now Carroll College. If I'm not mistaken, Carroll College now is an NAIA school, maybe Division Three, but I believe they're NAIA. So, you know what, Nick? Thank you, thank you, thank you for your support. Thank you for listening all the way up in Montana. You guys are all over the country listening to this show, and I mean that. We have a ton of fun with this podcast. And starting next week, I told you guys about this probably early this week, I think last week for sure, that we're going to start up our Fan Friday editions of the podcast. If you'd like to be a guest host on this show, I'd love to have you guys on. We do these every Friday through the summer to get us ready for the upcoming season. We'll talk about whatever you guys want to talk about as BYU fans, football, basketball, You want to talk about BYU swimming? 
I'm game for it. We'll talk about whatever you want to talk about. So if you're interested in doing that, reach out to us on social media or drop us a note via email, and we'll start putting those uh, schedules together and have you guys on the show throughout this coming summer. All right, now on to business. Nick, man, you just made my day. So I, I'm going to gush and gush about what you did. That was really, really cool of you to reach out, and thank you for tuning in all the way up there in Montana. Truly big sky country. I love Montana. Uh, one of the places... I have on my list of to go to like soon as soon as possible is to go up to Glacier National Park. So maybe I'll be seeing you soon, Nick. Hopefully. Anyways, but nonetheless, thank you for sending that in. All right, let's get you guys caught up on everything else you need to know as a BYU fan before we go here. Let's start off with the BYU men's golf program. Kelton Hirsch carded an opening round five under sixty-seven to lead BYU to an eleven under overall score of two seventy-seven in the first round of the WCC Championship at Reflection Bay Golf Club down there in Henderson. Nevada. Carson Lundell, Keanu Aquina, and Cole Ponich posted the top scores for the Cougars, getting them into second place after the first round. Number eight ranked Pepperdine is 19 under, so eight strokes clear of BYU, who sits one stroke in front of number 25 ranked San Francisco. The Cougars will continue to chase Pepperdine in the WCC Championships in the second round today. The final round will be tomorrow, so we'll have a full recap for you over the weekend. If not Monday, we'll be able to tell you how the Cougars did. They're looking to punch their ticket to the NCAA championships and a finish in the top three here would actually help their chances. I would guarantee pretty much that Carson Lundell will go as an individual for sure to the NCAA tournament. But like I have mentioned before, he would love to take his teammates with him. All right, another action. The BYU men's golf program sits in second place after the first round of the WCC Championships at Reflection Bay Golf Club in Henderson, Nevada. The Cougars as a team carded an overall score of 11 under 277. They are eight strokes back of number eight ranked Pepperdine, who came in at 19 under. BYU in good spot, though. They are one stroke in front of number 25 San Francisco, who sits at 10 under. Cougars looking to punch their ticket to the NCAA Championships. A top three finish very much would help that be a possibility. I guarantee at minimum Carson Lundell will go to the NCAA championships as an individual player, but he would like to take his teammates with him. There's no doubt about that, and we'll see how the Cougars do. Second round action today, final round tomorrow, and we'll have a recap for you guys over the weekend about how things are going for BYU men's golf. But a good start. 11 under is a great mark as a team. Kelton Hirsch led the way at 5-under with a 67 uh, to lead BYU. So best of luck to them today and tomorrow as they look to stay among the tops, if not chase down Pepperdine in the NCAA championships. BYU baseball absolutely smoked St. Mary's in their series opener last night, 12 to nothing. Easton Walker had a three-hitter through seven innings along with eight strikeouts. Just a pretty, just a true, well not pretty, a truly impressive outing for him on the mound. He's the bulldog, the lead man. He is their ace for the BYU baseball program this year. Very, very impressive showing for the team overall with a 12-0 shutout of St. Mary's. Second game in the series tonight at 6 o'clock Mountain Time. It will be broadcast live on BYU TV, also on the BYU Sports Network on the radio side of things. So best of luck to the BYU baseball program. Looking to make it two straight wins over St. Mary's. That's a great opening round win there, or opening series win for the Cougars 
in that. The men's and women's track and field teams are going to two different meets this weekend, both the West Coast Relays in Fresno, California, as well as the Texas A&M Alumni Muster event down there in College Station, Texas. So best of luck to them as they split their squad and go to those two different events. BYU softball is in LA this weekend for a three-game setting in second place, Loyola Marymount. If BYU wins this series, they should lock up, or in, at least in theory, lock up the WCC championship or the tar- title going into the tournament. So best of luck to them in those three-game sets. That's today and tomorrow down there in Los Angeles at Smith Fields. Best of luck to the Cougars in those ones. And then finally, want to mention to you guys, BYU Women's Soccer. They open their NCAA tournament tomorrow at 1 p.m. Mountain Time against the University of Virginia. This will be played at Wake Med Soccer Park down there in North Carolina. There will be a radio call on the BYU Sports Network. I believe Greg Rubel will be on the call for that. Also be a live stream on Go Heels TV if you want a link to that live stream. Go to BYUCougars.com and you can check that out. But best of luck to Jennifer Rockwood and her squad. They're looking to make it a nice run here in the NCAA tournament. There's no reason to believe they can't do that. They're the 12th seed. They're favored to win. They're favored to advance. And hopefully they can go out and take care of business here against the University of Virginia. Virginia made it to this round by beating SIU Edwardsville 3-1 on Thursday. So best of luck once again to the BYU Women's Soccer Program as they take on the Cavaliers this weekend. All right, so that's going to do it for us here on a Friday. A big thank you to all of you for your support. Like I said, we'll do a special edition of the podcast tomorrow uh, when we expect Brady Christensen to go tonight. We'll also talk more throughout the weekend about how things are going with the NFL draft. And hope you guys are having as much fun with me talking BYU football and BYU sports overall as I enjoy doing it for you guys. So have a great rest of your day whenever you hear this. We'll talk with you guys soon. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast for April 30th, 2021. We kick off May tomorrow with a special edition of the Locked On Cougars podcast.